Let's hear some, Timmy Town. I don't think I can rap it. You can. <laughs> lose yourself. <laughs> you got to lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. There you go. There you go. She's got it. Timmy Town. Uh, that is a good running song if I were yeah. to run. Hi, this is Slade Hubbard, and I'm a big-ass runner from Maplesville, Alabama. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, Jeff Harold. Well, thank you, Slade. Excellent job. Love the folks down in Alabama, and really appreciate you doing that intro. I think, Slade, you found the show fairly recently, and I apologize that you've been binge listening and listening to so much of me and Timmy Time. Marcy's not so bad to listen to, but... Thanks for finding the show. Thanks for listening. And thanks for that incredible introduction. Well, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner Podcast, episode number 83. Rolling right along. And we've got a great show for you today. We're going to hear from a very prominent race director here in the Dallas-Fort Worth, North Texas, Oklahoma area. And I think a lot of people think of race directors like, oh, I, I bet they were world-class athletes growing up and, and landed into trail running somehow and are now directing races. Well, you're going to hear a little story about this particular race director and his background is a little, maybe a little different than you might expect. So look forward to that. Great interview. And then the second segment, Timmy Time is back. This is a special edition of Timmy Time that I think you're going to enjoy. But before we get to that, I had five quick hitters. First of all, thanks so much for all the great feedback from the race recap episode, the last episode. I got such great feedback. And I think that was important because when I did the recap episode, I thought, you know, is anyone really going to care about this? Is anyone going to get any value you know, our heart here at the Big S Runner is just to provide the everyday runner with information, with entertainment, and with encouragement. And hopefully you found some of all that in the race recap. Based on the feedback that I got, it sounds like you may have. So thank you for that. Also, thank you for the great birthday wishes. My birthday was February 20th, and so many people reached out and said happy birthday. So thank you for that. I, I've started to not count them. But I do do appreciate the, the, the kind words and the happy birthday. So that's one. Second quick hitter, Coach Greg and I talked about these amazing cacti that are out there in the Arizona desert. And Luke helped me with the pronunciation because we weren't sure what they were called. I believe it's saguaro. I believe that's how you say these amazing giant 40-foot cactuses that are out there. Cacti. Amazing. Thank you, Luke, for that for that uh, clarification and saguaro. If you get a chance to run out there and run with the saguaro, give it a go. Third, you know, I was, a lot of people said, hey, are you still sore? This is the farthest race I've ever done. I've ever, never done 100, had done a 54K. And I felt really good probably starting on Thursday back to normal. In fact, I went for a run towards the end of the week and felt really good. And I, I'm going to say it's for two reasons. One, I did two or three days in a row. I did the Epsom salt bath with Coach Soak 
And Coach Soak, I think it's a eucalyptus tea tree. I always say flavor. You don't eat it. Scent, whatever. But the Coach Soak, and then hopping on the Peloton, and you know, any, I think any bike, certainly, working out all that lactic acid and soreness in the legs really worked. So if you're doing some long runs and getting pretty sore, we're actually going to have Dr. Lisa on in, I believe, next week talking about recovery. But for me, what I found is so those, you know, I always say Epsom salt bath. I'm like, how does it really work? I think it really does. That combined with the Peloton and stretching and hydration, try to really stay hydrated. I felt almost back to hundred percent by Wednesday, Thursday, week following. So that's, that's the third thing. The fourth thing you know, coming off this race and coach Greg said this, you want to evaluate, you want to see maybe where you want to, get better where my, some weaknesses might be. And for me, I have evaluated that and I am going to focus more on strength. So just getting the legs strong, really the whole body, full body strength, more strength training as I work here into the spring and summer. I've got a couple of shorter races coming up. And so really want to build that strength and a little bit more quickness and then flexibility and yoga. I want to add a little bit more yoga and flexibility into my training regiment. So I think that's going to help. So that's number four. And then number five, I'm trying to decide what my next big race is going to be. I've zeroed in on one that I'm really considering, and you're going to hear me talk about with the race director here in segment one. But I'm wondering what your next big race is. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Is it going to be 100 K again? Is it going to be a hundred miler? Am I going to stick with 50 Ks? Trying to decide if anyone's got any advice or ideas, I'm all ears. So that's number five. About to hit register, trying to decide which direction I want to go. Thought I'd sleep on it for a few days and just see if I feel like I've got a hundred miler in me or not. We're going to find out. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 83 of the Big Ass Runner. Well, joining us now on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is Chris Barnwell. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, very excited to talk to you because I've done several of your races and I'm always in intrigued by this role of race director. And I think we're actually going to talk about your role as a race director on another episode because today I would love, and, and you're talking to the Big Ass Runner herd right now. This I, I, I'm a little bit biased, but I think these are the some of the greatest people and trail runners out there. So I want them to get to know you a little bit. So talk about you, where where you are in the world, what your current role is. Okay. So, well, today I am a full-time race director for Blaze Trails Running. This is a company that my wife and I, Anne, had set up in 2015. Well, no, 2016, actually, because we had we were the volunteer race directors for the Grasslands Trail Run for a couple of years before acquiring the race. And we've basically taken the two races and we've grown it into the series that we have today. But that's, in a nutshell, what I am doing today. Prior to this, my background was in technology. And we can kind of go from there. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to know, you know, they think, okay, here's Chris. He's a race director. Cool, cool role. But 
your journey is an interesting one because you know you haven't always been a runner. So I'd love to go a little bit back in time and and maybe somewhere around two thousand one, two thousand two. Tell us about you then, and, and then how you kind of got into to running. Okay, yeah. So back around that time, and actually, I can even go just slightly before that. Sometime around, I guess I would say, oh, 94, whenever I got married to my first wife, we had a kid on the way. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, whenever that kind of thing happens, people start to kind of get into a certain way of life. Over the time, gone from typically weighing something around like 180 pounds up to 245 pounds, you know, as fatherhood kind of set in. And things just kind of leveled out. And I, you know, kind of sat there for a number of years and didn't really think much about it. In fact, I would actually even, you know, go so far as to say that in a lot of cases, I was probably in denial, even so much that I went to one of my yearly checkups and the doctor said, oh, you know, you're prehypertensive. And I was kind of like, ah, okay, whatever, you know, and all this stuff. He put me on meds and, you know, I just kind of left and didn't really think about it much. And, you know, a lot of times I would kind of say, well, okay, maybe I have a little bit of weight, but I don't think I'm that bad in that bad of shape. Yeah. So I just kind of, <laughs> kind of went on and, and it, you know, it's kind of funny now looking back in retrospect, looking at some of the photos and things like that in the videos of me playing with my kids during that age, I was actually quite obese. <laughs> And it's kind of funny to look back and see it. It's that sympathy weight, right? I think they call it sympathy weight. You put on when you're in nesting. And we were talking before we hit record. I think we've had very similar journeys. I was early in my career. I was having kids as well. I wasn't physically. My wife was. But when we were having kids, I worked for Dairy Queens. So I was driving around East Texas, North Texas, checking on Dairy Queens, eating blizzards all day. And I, I had the same thing. I'd, I gained a lot of weight. And, and to your point, looking back on pictures and going, oh, I'm, I guess I was a little bit heavier and, and out of, more out of shape than I even thought I was. A absolutely. You know, it's like mine was back, you know, around the early 2000s. I was a consultant, an IT consultant. And, you know, I do a lot of traveling, driving into Dallas, you know, lunches out, a lot of high calorie meals and just really not even really thinking about what I was doing. I was just kind of going around with everybody else and doing what everybody else did. But, right, right. you know, it didn't really matter. Smoked a lot, all that kind of thing. You know, I mean, it was just kind of crazy. <laughs> I think that, that brings an interesting point, Chris. I feel like, and we talk a lot about this on the show, that the people that you surround yourselves with, it, it can really influence. I know for me, I was, I happened to be around people that were training for a marathon and like, Hey, Jeff, we want you to train with us. I'm like, marathon, that's that's like 20-something miles. Back then, I didn't even know how far that was. 26 miles seemed crazy at the time, <laughs> but they're like, hey, you can do it. We'd never done it before. And so they encouraged me to to train with them. And that's that was back in 2001. That's how the Big Ass Runner name got started. The story was I picked up my packet for my my marathon and the division. I didn't even fill this out. The division said Clydesdale. I'm like, oh, so it's big ass horses. I'm a, I guess I'm a big ass runner. So that's for me how, you know, how I got going. What, what was it for you? You're, you're, you say you kind of, kind of had a sedentary life. You're a little bit overweight. I think you said before you were, were smoking and things like that. What, what was it for you that kind of got you headed in the right direction? Well, you know, for me in the mid 2000s, there was, you know, the economy had, I don't remember exactly when, but the economy had kind of tanked. I'd lost my job. I got laid off. And I just had a lot of extra time on my hand while I was looking for work. And, you know, the what, what really happened then was I just started walking. I mean, there wasn't really anything particularly that said, hey, I need to 
start losing weight, I just decided, okay, well, I'm just going to start getting up and walking since I got all this extra time. Right before that, I'd had a little bit of success with losing weight. The company I was working for had, oh, they, they had had some trouble stirring up business and all. And so I was sitting, you know, as a consultant, I was sitting on the bench every day and I wasn't going out to lunch. So I started bringing my lunch and, you know, it's like almost immediately within the next few weeks, I lost like 20 pounds and I was kind of like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like, how did this happen? You know, I was like, that was easier than I thought it was. Yeah. And then, like I said, after I got laid off, I started walking and that kind of accelerated things a little bit more. So after walking, whenever I would go out, I would see people out running. You know, I didn't really have the community or anything because being a younger father, spending a lot of time working with a lot of folks, you know, in, in Dallas, whenever I lived in North Tarrant County, I wasn't around a lot of my work friends and stuff. So it just really didn't happen. But I'd see people running and I said, okay, well, I'm going to try doing a little bit of that. And so I did a little bit of a run walk kind of thing for a while. And after a little while, next thing I knew, I was able to run like five miles and I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> five miles. That's a long way. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that's kind of how the first phase kind of happened on it. From there, I just kind of settled into kind of a thing most of the time where I'd go out and I'd run five miles every other day, you know, run one day, give myself a little bit of time to recover and just come back and do it again. And And I did that for well, off and on, I did that for a number of years. Of course, you know, I had some miscues where I didn't fall back into smoking, things like that, and when life got stressful. But that's, in general, how it kind of started. I'd like to touch on something real, real quick, because when we talk here on the show about being fit and running and things like that, it's not about body image or things like that. Usually, it's more about how you feel, the kinds of goals that you have for yourself. You know, for me... You know, one of one part of my why is I, I just want to be active with my grandchildren. So I hope people mm-hmm. don't hear this and go, oh, it's about, you know, if I'm overweight, you know, that's a, it's a body shaming thing. It's not that at all. It's really more about how you feel, what activities you can do. So I'm curious, as you started walking and maybe getting a few better lifestyle habits, did you feel better? Did you feel different? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, absolutely. And the better I started feeling, the better I felt. And not too long after this, I think around 2004, I had an opportunity to move to North Idaho. And so I moved to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And whenever I got there, I mean, I continued the running, but it was really just for fitness. But I got into snowboarding for a number of years. So I'd run in the summer and snowboard all winter and just kind of do those things. But after losing a lot of the weight and all, Really, it really helped my confidence in a lot of other ways, you know, even outside of running. I mean, you know, even in my career, just wanting to be able to go out and explore and do new things, take on something like snowboarding because, you know, I was in my mid thirties at the time and, and it was kind of cool because when I was up there and funny, I didn't really think about it much, but things are a little more hilly up there. But I mean, I just kind of inherently go out there and run on much more varied terrain than what you have in, in Texas. No trail running, unfortunately, but which, you know, that was a huge missed opportunity in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but having that experience and being up there and getting out in the mornings and being able to feel better, I mean, it, it did a lot for my career at the time as well. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah, I've never been to Idaho. I am looking at the Bighorn 50 kegs. I think it's up in that area. This is this is my lack of geographical knowledge. <laughs> it's like it's up <laughs> it, it, there it's somewhere. 
it, it's a little ways away. That that bighorn, I've been up there three different times, and that one is close to the Montana border up there, but it's completely on the other side. So for reference, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho is almost like a suburb of Spokane. Ah. Um, it's only about 100 miles south of the Canadian border up there. So way, way farther west than I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's way farther north. <laughs> and north. There you go. Yeah, way farther north. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, they have an Ironman up there and all. It's a beautiful town and um, beautiful lakes and all that. Really fortunate to have had the opportunity to be up there. That's great. And I know at some point, and I don't know if you were there and then came back, but I know at some point you joined a group. And I think, you know, we talk a lot on this show too about how important it is to, you know, be part of a community because it is that community that oftentimes helps you get to that goal or helps you kind of push through highs and lows and things like that. And I think at some point you joined the the late Grapevine Runners and Walkers Club, something like that. Yes. So whenever I joined Raw, I had just moved back to Texas, I think about two years before, and I'd run the first marathon before I joined any kind of group. That was something that one of my ex-wife's friends said. She was like, hey, with your mileage, you should run a marathon. And so I did. And I finished it. And then middle of next year, I ended up getting divorced. And I was kind of thinking about what I was going to do. And I knew after running that first marathon and everything that I, that I wanted to incorporate running as a part of my lifestyle. And that's when I started looking around at running clubs. And, and actually, it's kind of funny when I think about it now, but there were two in North Texas that I was looking at around this time. This was 2010. There was Lake Grapevine Runners and Walkers and North Texas Trail Runners. And I'd only run a marathon at the time. And I went to the North Texas Trail Runners website and they had all these listings of people that had completed races and all the distances and stuff. And I, and I remember seeing people that had run these crazy, you know, distances listed like 60K, you know, and I I know now that was like, you know, these Captain Carl's races in South Texas. And I I look, I remember looking, I was like, how far is the 60K? I looked at it and I was like, 37 miles? I'm like, boy, that's crazy. You know, I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> marathon's hard enough. You who know, are who these are these people? people? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So instead, I joined Raw. And that was around August of 2010. And I got involved with, you know, a really great community of people out there. And ultimately, I met Anne out there, which is one of the best things that happened out there completely. Met her on the second run that I did out there. And, you know, great story on this one. So I get out there and get into a group and we start running. And so I'm running with Ann and another guy who used to be a member of Raw Neighbor. We called him Fireman Ken. And that was because he was a fireman in Flower Mound and another lady. And Ann and I were just kind of talking back and forth. Ann had already been a member for a couple of years and, and knew Fireman Ken pretty well. And, you know, by the time we hit about three miles into the run, Fireman Ken later tells us at our wedding, you know, that that he knew that we were going to be a couple oh, from that from that period of time, just because of the way that we interacted and the way a lot of our stories were similar, you know, going through the divorce and all that kind of stuff. And so it's really cool hearing those kind of stories now. Yeah. Fire, <laughs> Fireman Ken saw it before you did. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fireman Ken saw it. And, you know, he, he Ken's a great guy. He's really cool. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, he, he's up in Montana now, but we haven't seen him in a few years. But but yeah, he was one of the few people from the running club that we invited to our wedding. And, and you said rock up. That stands for runners and walkers. Is that what that stands for? Yeah. And so a lot of people, you know, when they see it, they'll see L-G-R-A-W and all. But but yeah, the name of it was the main part that they always used to center on was raw runners and walkers. Got it. And so it's Lake Grapevine Runners and Walkers. Yep. 
and I would imagine that's that's mainly road running and walking. What what led you to the trails? Well, okay, so you might be kind of surprised, but there were quite a few people in Raw that do run trails. And it's kind of probably you know this too, because you know, you're around a lot of these groups long enough, you start to find like the old timers who, I, I don't know, I mean, I say that now, but I think I'm becoming one of them now. <laughs> but but you find a lot of these guys that have been running for 20, 30 years, and they've done almost anything. It's like, it, it wasn't surprising to run across people that had run 50 milers, 100 milers, and including one of the people that I met through Lake Grapevine Runners and Walkers as well, you know, Kelly Richards, who has been heavily involved in the club for years, introduced me to Susie Cope. And if, if you don't know who Susie Cope is, Susie Cope was the founder of the Grasslands Trail Run, and she's originally from Northern California, right up in the area where the Auburn, California area, where Western States is from. That's where she kind of came up. And, and she was the first woman to complete the Grand Slam of Ultra Running. Awesome. And so meeting Susie was really cool as I was starting to come up. And she was somebody that proved to be a very good inspiration for my own journey toward the Grand Slam and all. But yeah, you know, there are a lot of people in there that do run roads. And the thing that I've always kind of thought is kind of going off on a tangent, but it's like, I love running trails. Don't get me wrong. But I'm all about running in general. Yep. I will run on roads. I'll run on trails. I'll run most distances except 5Ks because they're just too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny you, you say that jokingly, but I agree with you. A, a 5K, you're like all out, right? It's, it's that mm. anaerobic, you know, trying to get the fastest time you can, you can get. And, and I find them harder than, than some of the longer distances. Absolutely. I mean, you run a 5K and if you run it right, it does not feel good. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it really, it downright hurts. <laughs> yep. Didn't mean to get off on a tangent there. I just, I just totally, no. <laughs> totally agreed with you. It resonated with me. Okay. So you're part of this running group. You meet your, your wife there. Mm -hmm. You meet Susie who, is she the one that kind of opened your eyes to this idea of a grand slam? Well, not not necessarily. I mean, she was somebody that proved to be instrumental and as kind of an inspiration. But one of the things that kind of got me into trail running was after I met Anne, one of the things that she had mentioned was enjoying running trails. She had run Grasslands, I guess, the year before as her first half marathon. And she was talking about, you know, running trails and enjoying that. And she'll be the first to tell you, I don't run anything past a half marathon. But she really enjoyed that. So one of the things that I did, because I was interested in the blonde woman that I met out at the club, <laughs> I, you know, I went down to one of the bookstores and picked up a copy of Trail Runner magazine. And it was kind of cool because I went through and started reading it and reading it avidly and all this stuff. And there was an article in there called The Race Across the Sky. This article was about this lady's journey to run the Leadville 100 and about her experience there. And the writing in it was so great that I was able to go through and read it. And I could actually kind of envision myself actually taking part in this kind of event and actually running a hundred miler. I mean, I was kind of like looking at this and saying, you know, I think I can actually do this. And so that next year I joined NCTR and ran my first 50 K in 2011 out at Paladuro, paced some people, paced one of my good friends, Reese Catron at Cactus Rose the weekend after Paladuro and then ran Rockledge that next year, you know, as my second 50 K, which was really kind of cool. Well, and it sounds Chris, like what happened to you happens to a lot of us, a lot of us that are listening, you, you get a little taste of the trails and then you start, you know, for me, we were training for OCR races, for obstacle course races. So we trail mm. run 
And so we'd run on the trails to get ready for that. I'm like, I actually like that part better than the actual obstacles. And so I started doing more trail runs, but, but then you start watching, you know, going to YouTube and watching these videos and the ginger runner, you know, races and his videos. And you start going down this, like you just start, you get you get the bug you get the trail running bug and then you start to go you start to dream and say hey I wonder if someday I could fill in the blank for me it was originally a 50k which was Bandera and don't ask me why I picked one of the hardest 50ks out there but but we did we did it and then it was you know the 100k so it sounds like you had a little bit of that that you you, you got a little bit of taste of the trails you, you read a you know, you got, you got your ultra runner magazine, you read about Leadville and you started to dream, like, what could I do? What could I do? And, and you went out and did it. Yeah. It's really funny because I, I went back after all this. And I, I mean, if you have your computers out there, you find files and things that you put out there from years back. And I'd almost forgotten that I'd put this together, but some point around 2010, 11, done a lot of reading and trail runner magazine, runner's world, things like that. And I remembered reading this other little snippet in Runner's World, talking about this woman who had completed the Grand Slam of Ultra Running. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. This was before I'd met Susie. And it was talking about all the black toenails she got while doing it. And then I was like, <laughs> going, huh, what is this Grand Slam of Ultra Running? And so I went out and started looking at it. And so I put together my race calendar. I think it was like for I was putting it together for 2011, where I'd gone through and I said, okay, I'm going to, this is the date of Western states. This is the date of Vermont. This is the date of Leadville. This is the date of Wasatch. And I put all this stuff on this calendar, not knowing anything about lotteries or anything else at the time. <laughs> you mean I can't just and sign think, up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it was easy because and this is the other, the one detail that, you know, that I kind of left out before the comrades thing. I was starting to think about, okay, well, maybe I'll go do Marathon de Sa or something like that because. That was one of the more well-known ones. And so I'd actually gone with Dreamcatcher Events and it signed up to get into to their lottery. And I was I was actually in that before Ed invited me to come to South Africa. And I ended up changing my mind on that and did Comrades instead, mainly just because it was an opportunity to go and stay with a friend and all that and run very historic race. But you know, it was really funny looking at this and saying, oh, yeah, you know, I just have to get into Western states. And I mean, I'm just going to go sign up for Western states. I'm going to go sign up for Vermont. I'm going to do this. And yeah. then later I go and find out, oh, it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, later you, but, later you find out there's hundreds and thousands of people just like you wanting to run those same races. Well, but what I realized after running the Rocky 50 was, because back then you could get a qualifier from running a 50 miler. And Rocky was one of those races if you finished it. In under 10 and a half hours, it was a Western States qualifier. So I had my qualifier. Oh, awesome. And so, you know, we're going to talk about the journey to the slam here. So I go off and I ran Rocky. I ran Comrades in 2012 that year. We got through 2012. And at the end of the year, we were at Aldebois. I put the Rocky Raccoon 100 on my calendar for 2013. And actually, okay, so I'm going to back up just a little bit. I knew I had a qualifier. I knew Rocky was on the calendar. I ran Rockledge again in 2012. It was a particularly hot day. A lot of people were dropping and it, it was crazy. I mean, I, you know, I managed to gut it out and finish. But man, when I got done with that race, I, I was out there. I ran into Susie and I was sitting there and I said, I just told her, I said, man, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready to go and enter the lottery for Western State. I said, this was miserable. I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know what I'm doing here. 
And I told her, I said, I don't think I'm going to enter the lottery because like, if I do, then I've got a big decision to make. She turns to me and she says, no, she's like, you, you need to do it because you may not be here tomorrow. Wow. What a, what a good, <laughs> you know, that's, that's some good, <laughs> strong encouragement right there. It, yeah. And so, you know, I went, went back that night, entered the lottery and didn't really think about it much. I had a friend who had, who had finished it a year before. And we get to Aldebois about a month later, which is lottery day, and go out and I'm running run the 54K and I'm treating it just like a training run. And I get done with the race. And the first thing I do is, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what happened. I go in and this was back whenever I was on Facebook more, but I go onto Facebook and I had all these congratulations about getting into Western State. <laughs> With What's one this ticket. about? Oh, with one ticket? Wow. <laughs> one ticket. Yeah, one ticket. But that year, the stars, they just aligned, and it was it was really great. And it was kind of crazy, too, because Anna and I had just gotten married in, in October, and we combined two households. Both of our, you know, we each have two kids, and we, we combined households with two kids. And so we brought all these young people into the house to, and, and put them together that were teenagers. And and it's like, Anne always likes to say that the thing is, once we got married, everybody was happy for us, but nobody was envious of us. <laughs> yeah. And then to top it all off, I'm over here and I get into Western States and I'm, I'm looking at doing the Grand Slam of Ultra Running or attempting the Grand Slam of Ultra Running the next year. <laughs> and, and tell people what that is, because that, that was a little bit a little bit new to me. I'd heard, heard about it, but I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. So what is the Grand, the Grand Slam of Ultra Running? Okay, so the Grand Slam of Ultra Running is completing four of the oldest 100-mile races in the U.S. within one season. It's undergone some changes over the years. At the very beginning, the Grand Slam was Old Dominion 100, Western States 100, Leadville 100, and the Wasatch Front 100. Over time, they changed it. And I, I don't exactly know, I don't remember why Vermont ended up coming into it instead of Old Dominion. But over time, it changed and they swapped out Vermont for Old Dominion. Whenever I got into it, you had to run those four races. You had to run Western States, Vermont, Leadville, and Wasatch. Wow. That set's changed a little bit because of some developments that happened in, I want to say it was 2015 or 16 with Leadville. And so now you can pick any of the five races, which would be the four that I just mentioned, plus Old Dominion, and complete the Grand Slam. And, and some of that has to do with lotteries and things like that as well. Amazing. Amazing. Which which of those four was your favorite? Well, Wasatch is definitely my favorite, and it's been my favorite ever since. I love every single one of them, and I enjoyed running every every single one of them. They're great places. But at the end of the day, the thing that I the the race that I love the most is Wasatch, and a lot of it's just because of its old school kind of trail running feel, and it's not a lot of I don't know. I guess the way I'd say it is, it's just not like you know a lot of pomp and circumstance that goes around with it. Yep, a little more traditional old school trail running. Yeah, so much so that like you get up to the pre-race briefing and they say there's a lot of famous people here and we're not going to recognize any of them. <laughs> I love that. Which of the four was the hardest? So what I will what I will definitely say is Wasatch is quite hard, but the one that I personally had probably the most trouble with during the slam was Leadville, and and Leadville tends to be 
from from what I've heard, people that have followed the slam for a long time, Leadville tends to be the one that washes people out at the slam. And and a lot of it's just because the entire race is pretty much over 9,000 feet. Yeah, the altitude is tough. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. You finished all four. I assume. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I finished. I finished all four. This has and, a, this um, has a happy ending. <laughs> well, Chris, I know we want to have you on the show in the future to talk more about your role as race director, because I want to ask you how you got into race directing. So we'll get to that when we have you back. But I'd love to know now, now that you've accomplished the Grand Slam, you're you're a race director. I would love to know because one of our most probably favorite, most popular segments that we do on this show is why I run. I think people really enjoy you know hearing the heart behind why someone gets up every day, laces them up and, and gets out the door. I'm sure this has changed for you as we talked about over the years from back in 2001, 2002 to today. What What's your why today? Why, why do you run today? So coming from where I did, one of the big things is I don't, and I've thought about this a few times over the years, but one thing is I, I really don't want to go back to the person that I was back in 2001. I mean, I, I just, I just really don't. I mean, I, I know what that was like and I, I just have no desire to get back to that. But one of the main reasons why I continue to run is because it really does provide an outlet for me to continue to, to challenge myself. You know, I'm not going to say that there haven't been times where like I've been competitive with some of my close running buddies and things like that. And that happens every so often. If you get a close group of friends, you're kind of always looking at it and saying, oh, well, this guy did this race in this time, so I'm going to go out and try to beat that time. And there's a lot of talking smack and things like that that go back and forth between that. But at the end of the day, for me, it's really more about trying to figure out good ways to push myself and just see how far I can um, see even my own expectations. And that's one of the things that I find very empowering because when everything is going well and my running is good and everything else, I mean, I've always discovered that other areas of my life are are going well as, you know, very well as, as well at the same time. That's great. I love that. And I know you've got a couple of, of really cool races coming up that we want to talk a little bit about both, both Dana peak, I think is back in, it's going to come up in October of this year, as well as Lake Murray. Tell us a little bit about, about those two races. Yeah. So Dana peak is a race that we started just last year. And this one's about two and a half hours from the Metroplex on Stillhouse Hollow Lake in Harker Heights, Texas, right next to Colleen where Fort Hood is. That race was, I mean, that trail system, it was, was kind of like almost like an undiscovered gem. I mean, people who live out there know about it, but there's never been a trail race out there. And I've been looking at this one for probably four or five years, thinking it would be an incredible place to put on an event. And so I went out there last year. I got hooked up with a guy named John Stasuli, who lives in the area. And John took me out and we went through, put together a course and one of the things that's really great about Dana Peak is there are some places that you can get on that course and you look out over the lake and it, it does not even look like you're in Texas. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy because some of the views you can get that are kind of window boxed by the trees and stuff almost make it look like you're in Northern California. And the way that John describes that trail system out there, and I think he's 100% accurate, is it's almost like a combination of Bandera, Reveille Peak Ranch, and Possum Kingdom. And so you get a lot of those different kind of varied ecosystems. And to top it all off, for the 50K that we did last year, you got about 3,600 feet of elevation gain on that on that course. And it, it was last year, 
We had had plans on doing it as a single loop 50K, but it didn't turn out because they had a fire the week before. This year, we're probably going to put it back out as a single loop course. And each loop should have about 3,500 feet, 35, 3,600 feet of gain. So for 100K, it should be about pretty close to 7,000 feet, which would be really cool. And it would only be a two loop 50K, I mean, 100K course, which would be great. Something that's really kind of unique to a lot of places in Texas. Love that. Yeah. And we've got listeners from all over the world, including Mm -hmm. Latvia. So if you're out in Latvia right now going, (laughs) hey, I want want a unique Texas experience. I want a lot of variation, a lot of altitude, a lot of vertical. Dana Peak would be a great one. That's October 8th. And then tell us a little bit about Lake Murray. Yes. Lake Murray is at Lake Murray State Park in Ardmore, Oklahoma. It's only about an hour and a half from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, just straight up 35, only about 30 miles on the other side of the Texas-Oklahoma border. And that course out there is, this is a, I don't really want to call it like a full loop, but it's, you know, because the course is on about 25 miles of unique trail, but it's like you run the course the 50 or the 50 slash 100k course or 100 mile course, you you run the course three times for your 100 miles. And so when I say it's 25 miles, there is like a nine mile out and back section, but the rest of it's all pretty much unique. And that one is, I mean, that one's a really cool course as well. It's just a beautiful park out there and it's got a lot of nice varied terrain. I'm not going to say it has like a ton of bird or anything like that. If I'm, if I estimated it right, I think it's got around Seven between seven and eight thousand feet of elevation change for the entire hundred miler. So it's not too bad. A little bit, little bit, a little bit more than rocky. It's got kind of like your old, your normal kind of things you see at trail races: rocks, roots, dirt. One thing it doesn't have is sand. The trail out there, the trails out there are really great. They drain really well in in the weather and all. The first year we had four inches of rain on the Thursday before the race, and we still were able to have the race, which was really great. But it's an incredible. I mean, they're they're both great courses. And one thing that I will say, your listeners, because we really haven't had a ton of people finish so far, and we've only had one person finish sub 24. We we are evaluating applications for people who might be interested in coming out to attempt a sub 24 race out at Lake Murray. And the other thing is we haven't had any female finishers yet. And so one of the things that we're also doing is we're taking some applications from women who might be interested in coming out and taking a shot at, um, you know, completing the race. But the overall goal is to get people out to Lake Murray and to finish the race. The other thing that I would also say, because just this, this kind of struck me when you mentioned you have a listener in Latvia, if that person in Latvia wants to come to the U.S. to run the event and stuff like that, I can probably hook them up with a race entry. Hey, there you go. <laughs> What what better incentive than that? Well, Chris, I think you know. I I just finished a hundred k, my first my first hundred k. Yeah, twice twice the distance I've ever run. I've got the hundred bug. I'm thinking about a hundred miler. So I don't know. Lake Murray might be a might might be a good one to look at. Well, if you want to get more information on either of those two races and a lot of the other ones that that Chris puts on at, at Blaze Trails, I'm doing one here in three weeks called Grasslands. Go to blazetrails.com. They've got a lot of great races. I've done many of them. Awesome, awesome story, Chris. And we want to have you back to talk about your role as, as race director because I know race directors have a unique perspective on races and, and can give really good value and insights to the everyday runner. So want to have you back. But thanks so much for, for being on the show. Really appreciate it. 
You bet. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Um, this has really been great. And um, I love what, what you're doing for the community out here. I, my pleasure. Well, we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thank you. Well, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big S runners out there just making it happen this week. I have a special one because I'm giving a big Clydesdale shout out to another uh, another animal friend of mine, Big Moose. So this is Mike Moose Schneider. He came out to the Table Mesa aid station to give Allison a little bit of company, but also to cheer me on as I went through that aid station in the wee hours of the night. It was cold out there, but Mike was there. Moose was out there cheering us on. So thanks, Moose, for doing that. Big shout out and kudos from me to you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Timmy time. What's up, people? Wait, that's the wrong one. That's Marcy's. Oh, never mind. Rewind. You know what that means? That means Marcy is in the house. Hello. And when Marcy's in the house, we play her theme song. Over mine. Sorry, Timmy time. That's all right. That's how it happens in my house, too. (laughs) Well, I wanted to make this as realistic as possible. Uh, Make me comfortable. There we go. Yes. It's all about your comfort. Well, welcome, Bazers. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, Jeff? I am doing fine. You How know? are your feet? Feet are doing okay. You know, they're they're on the mend. That was probably the yeah the 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 biggest challenge with with the race was the blisters and the feet situation. Yeah. Everything else was fine. Oh. I talked about the open. I had a couple of Coach Soak baths with my Epsom salt. Yeah, and a couple of Peloton rides, and I was I was back to normal. Well, I'm I'm never quite <laughs> normal. <laughs> Who wants to be normal? Who yeah. want exactly hey, right? Speaking of Epsom salt baths, yeah, love them. Do you really? Yeah, constantly. Seriously, mm-hmm. that's why you're so fast. Maybe it's the Epsom. It's it's yeah. the Epsom. Mm-hmm. It's soaked into them. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Well, I'm glad you guys are here because you know I've been giving actually Timmy time both. You know when we have Timmy time on. It's to help Stephen with his musical knowledge because we found that when we had road trips, we'd be singing these songs and Stephen had no idea what was going on. And so we're trying to teach him, right? Trying to learn him. <laughs> trying to edu- educate him. Mm-hmm. And so something happened this week that led me to believe that I've been giving Stephen a, a too hard a time. So I asked the big ass runner herd. Mm-hmm. Because music's such an important part of road trips. And, you know, sometimes you're by yourself, you run with music or yeah. work out with it. So I asked the big ass runner heard what their favorite either workout or running songs were. Uh-huh. And what I got back, I'm going to tell you, I didn't know any of them. Did anybody put <laughs> Nobody by Sylvia? No. Nobody, nobody by Sylvia was not. It should have been. On yeah, the list. It's a good running song. So I have to, I owe Stephen an apology because apparently only I know 80s and 70s and 80s music. Hmm. After yeah. Bro Country, I'm out. Yeah, I could have told you that. You don't know much new new music. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. So I, were Christian, these songs, Christian were they music new? Music. 
Well, we're going to find out because okay. we're going to go through all, I think there's 22 okay. songs. I hope Backstreet Boys are on there. I know well, that. we'll find out. And I think what we're we'll going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to name the song and see if you guys, and the Big Ass Runner Herd, they're listening to this and they're going to want to know what are good songs to run to. Yeah. And here's what we're going to do. And this was an idea that I had, Sadie also had. We're going to create a Spotify playlist. Oh. Oh, nice. So that you can go on Spotify and get this playlist. What's Spotify? That's awesome. What is Spotify? <laughs> Spotify is an online cloud-based SaaS platform oh. that allows you to listen to music and create playlists at your leisure. Woo, I need to get that. Nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, my God. I just Are they in, I just sang in my you? head. <laughs> that was not a talking point. That came from memory because I'm in marketing. Uh, it was good. Thank you. All right. So y'all ready for this? Uh-huh. Show enough. All right. Have you heard about the song "Say I Won't"? Ever heard that That's song? The title? That's Sam, the, I am. Sam is not Sam. I yeah. am. Mm-mm. Say I won't. Say I won't. Any idea who sings "Say I Won't"? Mm. Can you give us a genre? It's it is a, a I believe it's a Christian song mm. or a Christian band. I believe I could name it in three notes, Jeff. <laughs> if I knew it, I would <laughs> sing it for you. She, Need to breathe. Close. Mercy Me. Mercy Me. I like Mercy Me. Mercy Me. Yeah, Sheila. That's one of Sheila's favorites. Okay. No, I didn't know that one. I need to to look it up. I'm sure it's awesome. Are you going to play it? Well, I can't because of copyright. Oh. Can you sing it? Say I won't. Say I won't. I don't know the song. That's really good. You know they're from Greenville, Texas. They are? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie? Yeah. They're from Greenville. So good. They really are from Greenville. What movie are we talking about? Oh, the Mercy Me movie? Yeah. Well, I didn't <laughs> see it. That's what we call it, the Mercy Me movie. It was really good. It was about the lead singer's life. Oh, really? Um, in Greenville, Texas. Climb to fame and his dad. and It was really good. It's called the Mercy Me movie? No. Mm. We'll, have to, we'll have to get back with you it's on that. It's called Say It Ain't So. <laughs> Say It Isn't So. See, I know that one whole notes. Okay. How about Lions? You've heard the song Lions. Roar. Oh, that was good, Timmy. That was Thanks. a little loud. I'm not lying. <laughs> Have you heard about the song Lions? That's just the name of the song Lions. Yeah, this is also from Sheila. She sent in three. Okay. okay. She broke the rules, but she does that I a lot. I think I met Sheila. You did meet Sheila. Yeah. yeah Dino Valley. Mm-hmm. Sure did. That's by a band called Skillet. Oh, oh, I've heard of Skillet. I have heard of Skillet. Yes. So Lions by Skillet. So okay. you guys are getting, those are the Isn't first Skillet two. Skillet a Christian band too? Uh-huh. I think they might be. Yeah. yeah. All right. This next one's also from Sheila. Till I Collapse. Heard of that one? Till I collapse <laughs> while I'm running. I'm going to run till I collapse. I've yes. done that. Yes. Yeah. Is that it? No. Oh. No. Any any idea on the, this is also from Sheila. Uh, any idea Chris. on the. Chris Tomlin. There we go. Big ass runner heard out there. Do you guys know what it is? It is for, it's it's a collaborative apparently between Eminem oh. and Nate Dog. Nate Dog. She totally threw us through the loop. She on did. That one. It was like she Christian, had to go Christian. in one way. Now you think it, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Nate Dog is that Snoop's son? No, no, it could be, could be. No, it's Nate Dog's father. older. He's <laughs> older. Snoop is forty nine. Just turned fifty. He He's my not age. aging well oh, at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bow, wow, wow. You see, you be Hey, he was, he was awesome in the Super Bowl. He was. For shizzle. All right, so there you go. Those are the first three entries from okay. Sheila. Oh, for three. All right, I think you're going to know this next one. This is from Jeff Jordan, Pinbuster 300. Lose yourself. Eminem. 
Hey, let's hear it. Let's hear some Timmy Tom. I don't think I can rap it. You can. (laughs) Lose yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You got to lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. There you go. There you go. got it. Timmy Tom. That is a good running song if I were to run. Yes. You know what? Sometimes those too fast songs make me wear out. Nothing makes you wear out. I've seen you run. It does. You never run out. Well, you do start out too fast sometimes. Okay, that's the first four. Lose Yourself is the One fourth for three. Four song in the Big Ass Runner Heard running song playlist on Spotify. All right. All right, number five, Fantastic Voyage. Come along and ride on a fantastic, fantastic ride, ride, zippity zide, something like <laughs> yeah. that, something bad. I think y'all got it, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, we who, totally think we got it. Who sings it? Uh, the guy with the, uh, his... Uh, He's going to describe George? his hair. George. 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 George Clinton. George Michael. Coolio. Coolio. Coolio sings it. Hair. Who sent that one in? I, I didn't write the name down. I gotta, wait, hang on. I got to find it. It was probably Coolio. Coolio sent his own in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to give credit where credit is due. Oh, that was from All Gene. All right. Way to go, Gene. Gene. Thank nice you, one. Gene. All right. Y'all ready for the next one? Yes. Juicy. Do you know the song Juicy? I know the perfume. Uh, I know Juice Newton. Juicy. Juice Newton. (laughs) Juicy Fresh. I know Juicy Juicy Monero. Isn't that a gum? Juicy Monero. That's Juicy Fruit. Juicy Fruit. Oh, Juicy Fruit. That's really good gum. I don't know Juicy. Hmm. This is from Kyle Buckley. He he sent this one in. All right, Kyle. I'll give you a hint. This person was in the rapper scene and was, as many of them are, Killed. Killed in the line of duty. Ooh. In the line of duty. Well, <laughs> meaning he was in a car. He was What year was what year was he killed? Uh I believe I, I actually looked it up. It's like ninety seven, I think. Okay, so that's not Biggie. Ooh. That's where I was gonna go. Well, what's his that's real, the Biggie only Smalls? one I know. What's his other name? His real name? No, it's his, well what, what, what he went by something else, didn't he? No, he's just, no, biggie. He was just biggie. biggie. Oh, I thought that was Notorious B.I.G. Notorious B.I.G., that's Isn't that the true. same person? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, who yeah. it was. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Notorious B.I.G., Juicy, that's on the list. Thank nice you, Kyle. One. All right, this one's from Mindy. It's called Ride. Actually, I picked it because she said anything by this band, and so I just picked one that looked sounded like a running song. Hmm. Ride. Well, ride, you would like ride in a car. Yeah. When I run, <laughs> yeah. it feels like I'm riding in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Glad in the car, baby. Uh, ride. ride. Come along. No. It's yeah, we're still going to go with that one again. It's 21 pilots. <laughs> 21 pilots. It's a lot of pilots. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard the, uh, you should Especially look up for one. the uh, way they got their name. Well, what is it? The name of the band. 21 pilots. What is the way? What Tell is us. <laughs> can't remember exactly. We're asking you should probably look story. it up. It's <laughs> something about the way that they were building planes back in World War II. Oh. And they weren't building them very correctly. And like 21 pilots died. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I thought they meant they built it too big and they, they could hold like twenty-one pilots at one point, one time. That'd be a big old plane. It's too mm-hmm. too big. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Thank you, Mindy, for that. All right, so far we're not doing this. I tell no, no. I feel better actually about myself. Yeah, this is what do we have? Three. Well. You got. Uh, you kind of got Coolio, and you kind of got Eminem. We got Notorious. We B-R-G. totally got Eminem, but you didn't know that was his name. Well, that's Biggie. true. You got it. Okay, yeah. you got it. You're right. You're right. Okay. You should have saw what he was doing to me in Where's the movie the game. Thing? He wouldn't let me get away with it. Nothing. 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 It's hard. because he didn't get any of them right. That's he didn't true. want you to get any right. 
That's exactly right. <laughs> Let it down. Let it down. Let, Let it, it down. down. I still don't know. <laughs> Let it down. Let it down. Let it down. Let it down. By the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that Oingo Boingo? Let it, Let it down. down. No. NF. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? No. This is from Terry. I had to look this up. No, (laughs) NF is a rapper. It's his initials. His name is Nathan Feuerstein or Feuerstein. He goes by NF. Okay. I'm learning. There we go. I'm learning. I feel like I'm learning things. He was born in 1991. That made me feel really old. Well, he was born. I was 16. Well, I was more than that. I was getting ready to graduate, 92. Oh, there you go. Hot school. Hot school. Okay, this next one's from Moose. I've heard of this one. This is one I knew. I like Moose. Yes. Ventura Highway. Yep, it's uh, uh, Tom Petty. No. Dang it. Ventura Highway. This is kind of a a Yacht Rock song. They play this on Yacht Rock a lot. Give me some notes now. Men at work. Can you sing it, Timmy Time? Maybe. Give me the Come on. Venture Highway. There you go. I'm gonna say song. I think that's it, right? Do 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 do. It's by a band named Hang on a second. Eagles. No. Venture Highway. So it's a very it's uh Lee Greenwood would, would perhaps sing a song. <laughs> With this band's name in it. America. Yeah. I have that on my playlist. America. Ah. Venture Highway? Yeah. Well, you didn't get it. I did not get it. I don't listen to that playlist very much. I'm feeling better about myself. I wonder how the big ass runner herd out there is going. They're probably like, you guys don't know nothing. I guarantee you they're stumped. Mm -hmm. Okay. Runstoppable Mo sent this one in. Run with it. Do you know that song? Run with it. Going to guess it's from a rapper. I think so. With the wit it. <laughs> I'm just too cool. Just, yeah. That's I'm gonna go with that, Tim. Hmm. I'm gonna say that's a little risky. Oh, Lil Risky. <laughs> He's not as well known as some of the other rappers of our day, but Lil Risky can bring it. <laughs> it is by Static and Mr. Killa. Ah, Killa. How do they spell Killa? K-I-L-L-A. Yeah. Killa. Mm-hmm. So y'all didn't know that one. So no. I'm feeling better. Oh. Okay, how about the fire? This was from. Ooh, who sent fire. This one? Ooh yeah, Pointer Sisters. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> A Romeo <laughs> and Juliet. <laughs> Samson and Delilah. Oh, Andy, Andy sent this one in. This is from Andy. Dude, we were grooving. You man. were. I know. Keep totally going. Ruined it. Ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited about who sent it in. That is Bye. from. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. This is from a, a, a it was a docu series when I was a kid, and a former judge, on Judge the, Judy, on The Voice. Oh, what's a docu series? Like a you know, like a seven day. At night, you watch oh, two hours. Like um, uh, what do we used to mini call series, this? Mini yeah. series. Maybe that's what it's Got supposed you. to be called. It's a okay. mini series back when we were kids. North and South. What's it called again? I can't tell you. Oh, the name of the song, The yeah. Fire. The Fire. Oh. Okay. Little House on the Prairie. No. <laughs> it's from. I'm just trying to think of black and white movies if you were watching them as a kid. Ready? Whoa. <laughs> Mini series. I'm not that old, dude. I'm not that well. I am. 
It's from The Roots and John Legend. Ah, uh, The Roots. Yes, The Roots. Did you ever watch Roots? Uh, I can remember a little bit. I was pretty young. Oh, Nothing see, parents let me watch me, all of it. Make me feel bad. Yeah. All right. We're not doing so well. Monkey Wrench. Oh, Foo Fighters. Nice. That's from Brian. Okay. Can you sing it? <laughs> not so much. Not so much. All right, this next one, these next two, trying to get the lyrics. These next two are from Kelly Fane. All right, Little Wing. Do you know that one? Little Wing. That's Wingstop because they have little bitty wings. <laughs> they do, but they're they do? so tasty. They're delicious. They're yeah, they are they're delicious. Do you like wings just in general? I mm-hmm. love wings. Yep. They're great. They're like so bone good. in. It's like Landon's favorite. Yeah, definitely yeah. bone in. Yeah, why is a bone in so much better? I don't know. Moist. I don't understand why people like boneless wings. Those are dumb. Yep. Maybe because it's easier to eat, but I don't think that it is necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of people don't like don't bones. Hey, They're I want to ask you this, this though. I have a, a very solid answer on this and a very strong opinion, but I want to see what you guys think. Yeah. Drums versus flats for wings. Either way, but yeah. I'm probably a flat. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'll eat all of them, but probably a flat. Flat more than the than the drums? Uh-huh. I go all drums, Not baby. Quite as mm-hmm. many ligaments. Yeah, because remember we... You got yeah. the drums and I got the uh, flats. See, you the, guys are I, like a team. That was like eye-opening for me. Chocolate. I thought most people like preferred the drums because they're. I think they're easier to eat. Probably a little it's, bit. No, wings aren't easy to eat yeah. at all. It's wings are a flavor. messy situation. And you get more bones in the flats and that's where the flavor's at. Well, that's true. Well, apparently Little Wing... Inspired by Wingstop is from Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh. Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan. This okay. next one from Kelly is Bop Gun. Bop Gun. I want to bop with you, <laughs> baby, all, all night, night long. I want to be bop, your baby, to the break of dawn. No. <laughs> is that it? No, no. Oh, this no. is from a rapper. Okay. I'll give you a hint. My refrigerator makes three kinds of these. Ice cube. cube. No way. <laughs> ice cube or iced tea? Ice cube. Uh, really? His fridge is so fancy. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it makes regular ice, crushed ice, and craft ice. The craft it's basically ice ball is ice. It's, a big ju- ball. it's like a golf ball. Yeah. It's like hail <laughs> in your like freezer. Hail. But so you know, great. you deserve that thing after going with, I we, think, a fridge that worked halfway. For we went 19 years. years without water or ice out of our fridge. I realize this is first world problems, <laughs> but it was a problem nonetheless. Hey, what was the song called by Ice Cube? Uh, it was called Bop Gun. Bop Gun. I know a lot of Cube. Yeah. Not apparently that not, not that one. much. Nope. This one I believe you will get. This is one of my favorite songs. Beautiful Day. Beautiful day. Yes. I can hold that down. Beautiful day. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> sing your best. Stop. Start trying. It's a beautiful day. You too. Uh, no, not. No, really. It's you too. <laughs> beautiful day. Come on. Y'all know this one. Who sings that? You too. you too. I kept saying oh, you too. Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> she didn't want me. Not you, you as well. You too. I thought. You too. I thought you meant you guys. You too. You sing. too. You're like, I am. You too. Hit it. So controversial. Yeah. I'm not a big U2 fan. I'm not a huge fan either. I, so I love not controversial. Not, not, not as much as you'd think. Well, okay. That was from Elaine. Thank you for that, Elaine. So we're, this, is the, this is the playlist. I want to okay. put it on to learn yeah. these songs. I feel like. I'm way behind the times. I feel like you're going to run like the wind once they're on. I know. I'll probably get a PR. Probably. Probably. This next one was basically describes my 100K. Ready? Oh. 
The song's called Flirtin' with Disaster. <laughs> yeah. That one sounds familiar. Yes, this is... Like um, 80s rock, maybe. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Okay. Exactly right. Yeah. Was it Van Halen? No, it's it's Should less keep... known, although known, but Scorpion? less known. No, less known than even that, probably. Where's the band from? I'll give you a hint. I don't know where they're from, but the first name of the band is the same first name as an 80s movie like 16 candles star think of some think of the star of 16 candles what was her first Redhead. name yes oh gosh i'm bad at this mary tyler moore yes no Mo- um, molly 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 oh molly hatchet molly hatchet nicely done without that. that i never would have gotten it <laughs> good job mars first try first try first try <laughs> that was from Neil. Neil, thank you. Neil also has a second one. This one you will get. This is Let's Go Crazy. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Prince, Prince. one of my all-time favorites. Excellent one, mm-hmm. Neil. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was quick. Yeah. Oh, job, Marcy. I was on it. It was Prince. This next one was describes a, a recent movie that you guys saw. Okay. Fight Club. <laughs> Balls on Parade. <laughs> oh, jackass. <laughs> a great family flick. According you want to tell that to story? I will tell that story. Okay, you this, is, this is a... This parenting is a, fail. Yes, parenting fail. Daughter's 18 years old. Yeah. Basically an adult, kind of. <laughs> so ever since she was probably two, we've always done Valentine's Day. Marcy will make pink pancake hearts, like heart-shaped pancakes. So we did that this year, and then afterwards, we were kind of sitting around. I was like, hey, let's go to a movie. We went to Jackass. <laughs> of course you did. Which was pretty funny. Are, are you going to tell the part no. where your friend told you how bad no. it was, and then you took your wife and daughter yeah. to it? So I did have a buddy of mine who saw it. He went. He was on a work trip and just went by himself, and he's like, it's good, but there's a couple scenes yeah. with uh, male male parts. Yeah. Balls. So I kind of forgot about parts. that. Ball, All the parts. Balls on parade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was very balls on parade. So I, I did a little creative license here. It's actually called bulls on parade, but it's more funny. Well, much. And I look say. what it led into. <laughs> did you say bulls? Bulls on parade. Any bulls idea who sings? Parade. This is from Tanner. Is it a Spani- Spanish song? Uh, I have no idea, but it's a band I've heard of, but honestly don't know much about. It feels like a band that's maybe counterculture. Hmm. What decade? I I think nineties, two thousands. Bush. No, this is Jane's a longer. Addiction. This is a long. It's four. It's four words. Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, that's a good oh, guess. I love them. That's I like a good them. guess. This is Allison Chains. Oh, oh, wait, that's oh, not oh, enough. Good, good guesses. Yeah, but I'm, I think you're all I'm not around a good it. Counter though. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. Kill the machine. Boom! Did you get it? No, oh. close, close, close. What'd she Killers. say? Killers. Kill said, the machine. Rage, Rage against, against the, the machine. machine. Yes, yeah. nicely done. And they do what they tell you. Now they do what they tell you. Well, there you go. Good now, job, MB. First try. First try. No oh, guesses my. at all. No, no hints. I'm just going to keep yelling stuff until She's I get perfect. something right. I think She's that's perfect. awesome. Hey, we got like three more. All right. This next one is called gasoline oh yeah that's from uh bush Bush. i don't think no so. that's glycerine oh we were both on it though uh, you gasoline. were this is this gasoline. is from coach this is from coach greg by yeah, the way yeah gasoline i know that song coach greg sent this one in huh i wish we could hear it 
Yeah, that'd be helpful if you could give us a few bars. Well, I wish I could, but it's from a she group or band or someone named I Prevail. Nope. Yeah, I was that never going to come but up I with that But I do know one. Glycerine. Yeah. <laughs> glycerine! <laughs> glycerine! <laughs> All right, how about... Is that the, a good one? How that about great. <laughs> it's so good that I can't even talk straight. How about the distance? You heard that one? She's running the distance. This is from She's running for, for speed. speed. Oh, that She's should be all, on all there. alone. All alone. Is that it? I don't know. He doesn't know. I have no idea. This is from Sarah Vanderjacket. Vanderjacket. That has Vander- That's got to be it. Yeah. By Cake? Does that yep, sound right? That's it. Okay. Boom. Nicely done. Y'all got that one. Ding 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 ding. All right, this is from Sadie. This is one of my favorite ones. Work, bitch. Ooh. <laughs> Salt and pepper. It made him giggle when he it said did. a naughty word. I said a naughty word. It made me laugh. Uh, Do you know it, who, who Adele. That? He's a little pink. Adele. No, it's not Adele. Okay. Who's the... Um, Salt and pepper. No. Who's the pretty singer from like Jamaica? She hung out with Eminem. Rihanna. No, this would be from... Uh, 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 <laughs> I think he needs the Heimlich. <laughs> Help Jeff. Help Jeff. <laughs> uh, I thought Paul Basin was in here. <laughs> wow. Uh, she talks like that. I, uh, I'm going to need some more. Miley Cyrus. Close. Paris Hilton. Britney Spears. Oh. oh. Oops. Britney Spears. Uh, did it again. again. Hang on, I gotta figure out. See, I feel like if they had given us easier songs, we would have been a lot better at this. Okay, last one, I think. Okay, I'm gonna get 100 points. I'm gonna guess before Van Halen. You you think this is it? You're gonna pick your song? Mm -hmm. All right, this is from Gabe. You ready for this one? All right, Gabe, this is a good one. I Am Machine. Do you know that song? That one sounds familiar. I'm gonna go with 90s. I'm getting a I'm getting a vague sense of it. Yes. I feel like this is probably how psychics feel when they start getting some information coming in. <laughs> what room are you in? Uh, <laughs> it's dark and you're here beside me. Um I am machine. Oh, I'm gonna need some more hints. You got Well, hints? it's like you know when a little kid says a prayer and it goes on forever and ever and ever, you'd call it, you could you could call it this. Goes on for days. Long, <laughs> long-winded. I'm trying to think of other hints to give you. Hmm. I don't think you'll get it. It's okay. called Three Days Grace. Oh, nope. Ever heard of that one? Yep. Nope. Oh, yep. You have. Well, no. see, here's the deal. <laughs> I was like, what? I've heard of Two Days Grace. <laughs> yeah, but the third one. The no. third day is a long day. Third day is a good band. They have a lot of good running songs too. <laughs> That's true. There you go. Well, there you go. Those are the song submissions for the Big Ass Runner Herd. I feel a little bit better about myself. Well, I feel confident we're going to win. Well, I think <laughs> I'm going to start listening to this playlist. Number one, it's going to make me faster. Yes, yeah. like but, the wind. Like the wind. But number two, it's going to educate me on songs that I apparently don't know. Almost yeah. all of them. Yeah, but that's a, by the song name is really, really hard. It really is. You think you if could, you heard you it? You could give me songs that I know and give me the name, yeah. and I'm not going to know it. That's a good point. That's where my gift is from hearing it. Yeah. I can't say the who sings it, but most of the time I'll know the song. See, I wish I could play I them. I could sing along. Yeah. Can't play them or I'd get in trouble. Who's going to get you in trouble? Dumb. The, uh, I don't know. What if everyone Always. promises not to tell? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Hey, all hundred of you, don't tell. Hundred? <laughs> Thousands hey, there's thousands of people. Thousands. Well, thank you both for giving me a little bit of shot of 
encouragement because I thought, man, I don't know <laughs> We're anything. We're all losers We're together, Jeff. All yes, in the same boat. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I wonder how many of the big ass runner herd got of those 22, 23 songs. I'm going to guess 10,562 of them. That's a pretty good guess. Well, go on yeah. to Spotify and find me, Jeff Harrell, on Spotify, and you will find this playlist. Is it already on there? It's up there, baby. Boom. Yes. On that. We should listen to it before we came. I know. It's true. We would have been <laughs> nailing reconnaissance. it. <laughs> hey, by the way, wow. nice jacket. Oh, thank you. I got yes. a, a brand new Vander jacket from Sarah for my 100K. Thank Ooh. you so much, Sarah. It looks yes. good, Sarah. It's incredible. It's so cool. I'm wearing it right now. Well, with that, thank you so much. Tim and Marcy, it's the Bazers. Tim and Tam. Bye, Jeff. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 83 of The Big Ass Runner. want to thank a few people. First of all, thanks so much, Chris Barnwell, for joining the show. And by the way, Chris is very generous. He is offering The Big Ass Runner listeners, if you want to do a Blaze Trails race, go to blazetrails.com, find a race. He's going to give you 10% off if you put in the code BAR8. 3-T-E-N B-A-R-8-3-T-E-N I'll put this in the show notes as well 10% off if you want to do any one of his races coming up this year I'm going to be doing Grasslands I'm also thinking about Lake Murray thinking about the 100 miler maybe we'll see but B-A-R-8-3-T-E-N will get you 10% off so thank you for that Chris so thanks Chris for joining the show Thanks, Moose, for joining us out there in Bandera and especially late at night at the Table Mesa aid station. And thanks, as always, to Timmy Time and Marcy for joining the show. Always appreciate that. Also, you guys know we only partner with the best products and the best people. And we've got three amazing partners on this show. Path Projects. You guys know I wore Path everything except, I think, socks and shoes for the 100k and was amazing path projects if you haven't gotten some of the new short sleeve tees it's getting starting to get warmer in some areas maybe not where you are but at some point it's going to get warmer grab those t-shirts while they last love path projects salty britches used it during my race and i will tell you that how do you say this the the crotch area where sometimes you know rub rubs you the wrong way so to speak no issues whatsoever and go to getsaltybritches.com put in big ass runner one word into the code you get 20% off of any of their products amazing and then of course vander jacket if you need a running jacket or vest vanderjacket.com sarah vandernoot is the best go to vanderjacket.com well thanks again and as always thanks to the person that makes us sound so good steve say it isn't so saunders for shizzle Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. And then the second segment, Timmy Time is back with a little, this is a special, this is... 
<laughs> Hold, please. Did Steve. you ever see the movie with Hulu, with Coolio in it? Oh, is that the one with the teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that was Michelle good. Fiverr. Yeah, she was the teacher at the inner city school. Yes. They okay, always have the inner city okay. school mm-hmm. teaching yep. or principals. I gotta yeah. get, I gotta they all get, get turned around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Flip that school around. Always. Become always. honor students. So I have a, a very solid answer on this and a very strong opinion, but I want to see what you guys think. Yes. Wings versus, wait, no. Well, I love Street with No Names and I love Beautiful Day, but other than that, it's not I okay. I can't no. stand Street with No Names. That's, I get lost. Uh, well, okay, Timmy Time. If I had, <gasps> wah, wah, if wah. I had, I got to figure out, hang on. We're going to have to figure out who did, sent this one in because apparently I am not very. You know what song I like to run to? What's that? Centerfield. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sing it, honey. Nope, I'm letting them Cinefield. guess. Cinefield. Yep, he got it. Put me in, coach. Who sings it? Uh, John. Macrity. Uh, something. Fogarty. 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 He's French. Fogarty. Fogarty. Marcy, what's your uh, favorite running song? Oh, <laughs> for all of my running needs. Well, usually when I'm running, I'm with you and we're talking. Oh, good point. For my trail run. Yeah. Good during our point. Walk. Yeah. Steve, you get to cut all this out and put it in the blooper reel.